You're listening to the What the Chuck Podcast with Megan Rage. I just spent like a solid five minutes testing my mic in a bunch of different locations. Actually, in the last 10 minutes, a lot of things have happened. Welcome to episode 62 of What the Chuck Podcast with me, Megan Rage. What if I did an intro like that? I've been thinking about doing an intro. What if I made like that sounds like a like an intro to Lamb Chop. It's me, Megan Rage. <laughs> what if I did like a funny intro like that? Would it be funny or would it be annoying? Would it not be funny at all? I did something brand new today, and that is I didn't rush around my life to... Oh, motherfucker. Just ignore that email. Chime! I always forget to turn the volume off because the first few minutes I test my mic just to make sure everything's good. And then I obviously have to have the volume up and then I hit record and then I forgot to turn the volume down. And it is inevitable that I will receive an email during the time span it takes me to record this podcast. And it didn't take long. Didn't even wasn't even a minute in before I got the ding. Um, I didn't rush my life around today to try to record this podcast in between my breaks so that I can be done. Because why? Why have I been doing that? Before is because I want to take Benny to the dog park or like, is it because I want to be off when Brett's off? I, 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 do I just want to be out of this office? I've been really trying to pinpoint what inside me makes me feel like I need to rush. You know, because not that I feel like the episodes have been suffering, but I feel like I'm when I'm rushed, I can't really like my thoughts aren't they're They're just rushed. You know, I can't really think about what I want to say. There's really no time for any witty ad libs. It's really just like I have 30 minutes to get this done. Hi, you guys. I want to talk about The Bachelor today. And then when we're done talking about The Bachelor, we're going to talk about how Benny peed on a bunch of things. Now we won't eat. And then we're going to talk about how we went to the dog park. And then we're going to talk about how me and Brad did something over the weekend and ate a bunch of junk food. And then we're going to talk about this. And then we're going to talk about that. And it's just like, whoa, holy shit. Take a fucking breath. So today I decided on my lunch break, I wasn't going to rush and do my radio show. I wasn't going to rush and record this podcast. Podcast. I was just going to like make my lunch, hung out with Benny, folded some laundry. Actually, no, I didn't. I was supposed to, but I didn't. I did the litter box. You know, I just did things that I wanted to do on my lunch break and I didn't rush my day to hopefully give you guys a better product that isn't so goddamn rushed. So here I am not rushing. Brett's at the grocery store getting what we need for dinner. And I'm just recording this podcast. I will say that I also like when no one's home when I record because I feel like I can talk a little more freely. Not that I give a fuck or censor myself because I feel it's just weird when you're recording and someone's in the next room. You know what I'm saying? So I got off work. I recorded my radio show. It's funny how more how smoothly things go, how much more smoothly things go. Not sure if that sentence is correct. When you're not rushing, like my radio show, one hit or quitter. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Went in, got in, got out, you know? what I'm saying my words just flowed so much more when I didn't feel the pressure of like a time constraint but another thing that I've been really thinking about and what what I could do to better my podcast and just to make it more enjoyable on a consistent basis is um my setup in here isn't good. So right now I'm having to lean in, which is what I was trying to figure out before I started. And it's just not comfortable. Like I'm not sitting comfortably in my chair. I'm having to lean into the mic because the desk is stationary. So I need to figure out what I can do to switch up 
my setup. Now, one thing I was thinking about doing is getting a new microphone because, you know, treat yourself. I was thinking about treating myself to a new microphone that I could just plug right into my computer that I could like. So there's a little couch in my office. I could literally sit on the couch and record. That would be ideal. That would be so nice. Then I could feel relaxed. Right now, I feel like I'm like, hello, reporting live from the news channel 10. I'm just sitting like straight up and lean forward my elbows at the desk. It's not comfortable. I want to chill, you know, so I would like to create create my whole like little off I would make to like I would like to make my office a little lounge so initially I was like this will be great when I set up my my work desk I can just turn my chair swivel my chair around and record my radio show well it's not great because I sit in this goddamn chair for eight hours a day 50% of that time getting yelled at by customers so I would like to step away and maybe do something else in this office maybe set up like a little I don't know what I could set up on the couch I'll take a picture of the couch and tell me, tell me what you guys think. Like I could set up a tray maybe. I don't know. I need to do, I need to do something because it's just not the business sitting here all day, then getting off work, recording my radio show and then recording my podcast and being just in the same position. You know, my back's killing my bra, my back, my back's aching, my bra's too tight. Dude, I don't know the rest of the words, but that's how I feel right now. So I desperately need to switch something up in here. And if that means splurging on a new microphone, my other concern is it was a nightmare to get this microphone hooked up because this microphone's attached attached to a soundboard that is attached to my computer. Do am I capable of getting a new microphone and hooking it up correctly to my laptop? Because I also it's not just about my podcast. I have a radio show, so I can't go fucking up all my settings and then not being able to record my radio show, you know? So just putting that on the table, if anyone has any good ideas, because you guys always seem to provide me with those, that'd be great. Also, as I was sitting here, so Benny has this, <laughs> Benny, okay, the bed that I got Benny from Pet Food Express, Chuck, that Chuck was sleeping on. So well, Chuck peed on it, and it was, it's so big that I tried to put it in the wash, and it couldn't spin, so I had to throw it away. Everyone was like, you should have taken it to the dry cleaner. Here's the thing. It was like 29 bucks, you know? Was I going to hassle and put it in the car, stink up the car to take it to the dry cleaner? No, absolutely not. So I just threw it away. Because if he did it once too, he was going to do it again because we have another little small bed for Benny and Chuck has peed on it multiple times. So today I went downstairs after work and I was like, it smells bad down here. And I'm like, oh my God, Chuck, please don't have peed on the couch. He hasn't done that in so long. And we have this like Bissell um, upholstery cleaner for when he was doing that often. When we lived at our old apartment, he hated it there and he would pee on things all the time. He loves it here. He has not peed on anything until we got Benny. But the weird thing is, I can also tell that he doesn't hate Benny. Like, he nudges up against him. He runs in front of him. Like, he wants to be played with, but it's also on his own terms. And sometimes Benny is a little rough. So anyways, I come downstairs today, and I, it smells bad. And I can, I can tell it smells like pee. So I'm smelling all around the couch, like every inch of the couch, and I don't smell anything. But it, you know, cat pee, you would smell it. If I stuck my nose on the area where he peed on the couch, I would smell it. But it still smelled like it was near. So Brett's been putting Benny's little gray bed behind the couch every night as if that's going to prevent Chuck from peeing on it. And so I went over to that. And of course, it had been peed on. So put it in the wash. And then I come upstairs into the office to do my radio show. And I'm like, it still smells like pee up here. What in the world could that be? So I'm sniffing the couch in here. I'm sniffing the floor. Chuck's little carrying case is in here. So I sniff that. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it is. Well, I have been wearing my fancy 
Apple Watch band for a while because you bitch, your girl hasn't been, you bitch, your girl has not been working out at all. Um, I did the Peloton a couple times. My goal this week was to wake up every day and do one. And it's just so hard. What sucks is once I'm up, I'm fine. If I could just force myself to get up first thing in the morning, then I would do it. Like six, what's the difference between waking up at 630 and 650? Like, hello, get out of bed. You know, I could easily do it. It's just that initial getting out of bed. So I've just been wearing my nice Apple Watch band. It was like a $150 band from the Apple store. It's like a gold color, but I've been wearing it to in the pool. I've been wearing it to wash dishes in the shower. Like I am one of those people that never, excuse me, never takes my Apple Watch off. So I've noticed that it starts starting to smell a little mildewy. And I was going to look into that and then Today, when I was investigating the cat pee smell, I realized that it was my honestly it was my wrist like I I smell like cat pee. My wrist smells like cat pee. And as soon as I realized it, I was like, oh, that is foul. So I switched my bands out back to my like pink rubber band that I hate. And I took the nice band off. But now I don't know what to do with it. Like, did I ruin it? Tell me what I need to do to clean it. Do I soak it in like white wine vinegar? Tell me what to do. Because it smells so bad and I don't know what to do about it. And I I need to just be only wear it when I'm doing nice things and just wear this basic bitch one the other times. But it smells so bad. Like it literally smells like cat pee. So if anyone has any suggestions on how to get that out, that would be very helpful. Going back to kind of pimping out this office, I know that I might have to spend a little money to do that like nothing crazy maybe a couple things here and there like I said I might invest in a new microphone whip out my guitar center card and make a purchase even though that asshole yelled at me that one time I don't know go back to episode 20 something to find that story um and Brett and I have been really trying to like save Brett is back on his I want to buy a new house bullshit I actually found a house the other day because I was cruising Redfin because he was talking about moving so much and I found this house that was so nice and I said to him he's like we have to go look on it look at it and my realtor she's so sweet to me she's also my friend she doesn't get irritated when I send her houses out of the blue and then she tells me like hi yeah can you guys you guys really can't move right now because your house isn't even for sale and there's the market hot and yeah she always talks me down from the ledge and then I turn around and talk Brett down from the ledge but she humors me because I do this to her every few months and she calls me like are you really thinking about it are you really serious and I'm like well I mean I guess we're not really serious but Brett is like dying to move so we've been trying to save you know we always when we get close to payday we always put the remainder of what we have in our account into our savings account and then we save from our paychecks into our savings so anyways we a lot of stuff happened to us at the beginning of the year. I remember talking about it. We um, had I'm, I'm you guys what's that? It's my strong hand. I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to take a picture of how I'm sitting right now so that you can see it because it's so bad. I am sitting just so strangely right now to record this podcast. But my hand is what's really killing me. I'm going to take. Oh, man, I'm going to take a picture of it. Oh, man, it's really hard. To, I'm trying not to move my hand. I'm trying to do this with my left hand. This is how I'm sitting. I guess you can't see it. You'll have to go to Instagram. You'll see it. I, I, My whole arm is like switched around. Actually, it looks really bad because I need to turn the flash on. My camera is not very good on my iPhone. It's like, does anyone else's look like grainy? And all you Android people don't come for me. Okay, I just took a better picture so that you can see how my hand is. It's very strange. And it also looks... My camera looks bad. Anyways, 
a lot of things hit us at once. We had like car issues. We had tax issues. Like everything was just a fucking issue, right? We owed so much money in taxes. And then I went to my dad's house and I remember talking about this in this episode because I asked you guys if you had heard about it. My dad was like, um, if you paid when you got your unemployment, if you were withholding tax, you're going to get all that money back. And I was like, well, I wasn't withholding tax. So we got hit with a huge tax bill because of that. And my dad was like, well, you're going to get that back too. And I was reading all this jargon on the World Wide Web and it was very conflicting. I couldn't really understand lots of big words. And so I asked you guys, none of you had any great feedback for me because you probably were all employed during the pandemic. Good for you. Um, so yesterday, out of sight, out of mind, right? Was not thinking about it at all. Yesterday, um, the mail was coming, obviously, because the mail comes during the week and possibly the weekends. I'm not really sure. Anyways, I get an email every time that mail comes. And so in it, there was like three items. And one of them was from like the U.S. Treasury Department. So of course, I'm like waiting by the mailbox all day. Nothing comes, nothing comes. It's like 6 p.m. And finally, the mail comes. So I go outside and get it. And Brett's outside in the garage. I think we had been to like the dog park and we went and took Benny for a bath. So Brett's outside in the garage. And I open it and Brett comes in and he's like, what? And I'm like, you're literally not going to believe what this is. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, it is a fucking check from the government. Guess for how much? And Brett was like, how much? And I was like, almost $5,000. Legit, I got all the money back. Like we paid so much in tax and I got so much of it back because I was paying tax on my unemployment. And apparently that's not a thing because of the pandemic. So I got all that money back. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh, our government's so stupid. Well, guess what? I am not complaining about that money because it came in so handy. I was like, yes, I'm about to make a payment on my credit card. We're going to save some of that money so that... um when we if we can potentially go to England for Christmas, we already have like a little nice little nest egg towards that. because I'm sure it's going to be expensive once we're able to travel and do things freely. I have to tell you guys, I put bum bum cream on my wrist because that that smells like permeating my skin. Oh, and bum bum cream smells so good. There was a minute there. I've only been using the Trader Joe's stuff and I've been convinced that that smells better. But now that I have the bum bum cream on my skin, I'm unsure. I'm going to need to do like a little swatch test. One smell on one arm another smell on the other arm and get back to you on that because maybe I was confused anyways I cannot I last night all I kept saying was I cannot believe that we just got this money I cannot believe that we just got this money legit our savings was depleted because we paid tons in tax and then we had like a five thousand dollar car service and so it really just brought it down 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 so Yesterday was such a nice surprise. I, like I said, out of sight, out of mind. It was probably like eight episodes that I brought that up during my podcast. And I just basically chalked it up to my dad, like seeing something on KCRA, but it being like a clickbait story, like not true. But apparently he was right. Update on a couple things from last week. First of all, Brett's phone that he treated as a toy caboose in the bathtub in our spa. We took it into the Apple store on his birthday. And of course, they tested it there. They like blew in it and it started charging. And we were like, well, that's great. Because number one, we were trying to make it to Camden Spit and Larder by 2.30 when their lunch ended. And it was already like one something. And number two, it's such a pain in the ass to get a new phone, right? Especially when you're Brett because he has a million apps and he has to sign into all of them and He's like, what's our password for this? What's our password for that? And then if we get locked out of half, so it's like almost like we both get a new phone, like our bank account. What's our password? I have no idea, Brett, because you get logged out so many times and I have to lock, then you, then you fail to log back in. Then I have to go in and reset the password. It's literally a nightmare. So it's like both of us get a new phone. So I was really excited that his phone started working. Um, we decided to leave, even though the guy was like, I can still swap it out, you know, and we were like, no, I mean, this is best case scenario. 
Left the mall, got in the car, phone was charging fine, went to lunch. We had such a good lunch at Camden. The lunch menu was insane. We got a French dip and like a, a curry fried chicken sandwich. It was so, so good. And what else did we do? I don't really think we did anything else that day. Came home and chilled, really. And then his phone charged that night and then his phone charged the next day. And then all of a sudden the phone stopped charging again. So he had to make another appointment. And then he went into Arden and Arden was like, yeah, it's broken or whatever, but we don't have the phone in stock anymore. So then he had to drive out to the Galleria. I guess the Galleria Mall was so packed that Brett had to park across the street and walk across the street just to switch his phone out. So now he has a new phone and he's been, you know, slowly updating all of his passwords and logging back into things. But uh, if I got a new phone, I'm actually dreading the day that I get a new phone because I have over 45,000 pictures on my phone. And to load all of those, I mean, it's going to take months, I bet you. I mean, how long is that going to take, honestly? You know, I've been really feeling like I need to get more organized because um, – I might potentially have another job. And I know that that sounds crazy, but this has kind of been in the works for a little while. Not another job in addition to the jobs that I'm already doing. So I don't really want to get into too much detail yet until things are for sure, for sure, for sure. But it would be very similar to what I'm doing now, not at my full time job, but at my part time job. But I also will be responsible for some social media things, which I'm going to be reaching out to all of you guys to help me with that um, when the time comes. And it's a good chunk of change, like just for a little side hustle. But but it is going to be more time consuming. So I just need to get more organized with my life. And one of those things is because it's going to require me to be on my phone, I really want to get my photo album situated, but it's just going to be such a task to go in and delete photos. I tried to, I've tried to do it a couple times. I spent like two hours and I feel like so many pictures have been deleted and nothing. I mean, I take so many screenshots because think about it. I talk about stories for K-Duck and I'm like, check it out on our check it out on our Instagram at 1047 K-Duck. So I take screenshots and then I post it to the Instagram and then the Instagram saves what I post. And so I have three copies of the same picture. And what I should do is go through, clean out my photo album. And then every week at the end of the week, after I post my, you know, what the Chuck with no spoilers episode, whatever, I should go through and delete the pictures from that previous week. But I need to get organized in order to do this. And also going forward, I'm going to be saving pictures for multiple different things on my and so I want to create folders I just need to get my life together there are pictures in my office my sister got me these picture frames to put pictures in for my office because that's really something that I want to do there's no pictures in them yet I need to do that I got those pictures framed from some Sacramento photographer they have been sitting here for months I just need to get everything in order because my life will flow so much better once I do that and part of that is getting my photo album in order, which I know sounds so ridiculous, but I also am just like, I'm not, I'm not apprehensive about taking on this extra work because like I said, it's definitely something that I can manage. I think that I just need to get it through my head that it's not important that I'm done with work every day at 3.30. I just need to create a separate space to where I draw a line from my full-time job and the job that I actually enjoy. Does that make sense? And also, I need to get it out of my head that like I need to be off when Brett's off and we need to do all things together. Like it's toxic, it's codependent. Like I just need to, uh, it's what we've created though, our lives together because 
because he moved here. He didn't know anyone. We literally spend all of our time together. So now I'm like, oh, Brett's off work and making dinner. I need to be off work too. So I need to rush and finish whatever I'm doing and go downstairs and like so that we can talk about our day when really there's plenty of opportunity for that. We literally hang out with no one but each other. So why do I need to rush to go downstairs to talk to him so that we can sit on our phones for half the time like tonight? He's probably going to make most of the dinner. I'll be done. And then we'll go downstairs and hang out on the couch. And we'll probably, even though I don't work tomorrow, we'll probably go to bed super early when I really just want to stay up and like watch TV on my own. I need to just start doing things like that. And maybe that'll give me just a little more. Maybe that's why I feel rushed and so like panicked all the time. I just need to like relax. There's time to do everything. I have plenty of time in my day. I just need to not cram things into little spaces like I don't know, like my 15 minute break. I need to do this and this and this. I just need to get a better groove. And I feel like I've been saying that, what, since April when I got this new job, but I'm still working it out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm probably going to be taking on another job. And I'm really excited mostly because, well, you'll see. I'm excited for a couple reasons. I'm excited because... Well, there's one thing I can't talk about, but also I'm just excited to bring in some extra money because that is going to be nice. I want to um, get my brows laminated again with no guilt. I want to get more massages with no guilt, 90 minute ones, whole $140 massages without any guilt. So it would just be nice. Obviously, I'm not trying to who's oh, God, has anyone been watching 90 day, um, not 90 day fiance married at first sight, Mirla? I want to live a certain lifestyle. And if my husband's not OK with that, bitch, you are crazy. This season is going to be so good. Anyways, I'm not one of those. I'm not like trying to go shopping and shit. I just want to get my brows laminated. I want to keep my lashes up and I want to get my massage. That's really it. I don't get my nails done anymore. I am going to get a pedicure tomorrow for the first time and I'm so nervous slash excited, but I need to get this purple polish from Vegas. Yes, in April. No, May off my toes. And also I need to get like a more neutral color so you can't tell that I'm whole ass missing a toenail. Um, but I'm not out here like I need this and this and this. I just want to get my brows laminated for the whole five people that see me and then, you know, just feel pretty with my lashes still. And that's really it. So having some extra income will be nice for that. And not only that, but I want to move. We want to move eventually. So just to start saving for that. And also I told Brett the other day we are going on a vacation that's not Vegas. Like I want to go to like Nashville. I want to go somewhere that I've been that I know is fun that I know we will have a good time at. So that is the goals for next year. Probably not going to happen this year, but next year for sure. And saving is like a good or bringing in more money is a good opportunity to save and therefore a good opportunity to do more fun things when life resumes again. Um, Brett's birthday as well. I, I debuted his video. I was going to video him watching it, but honestly, I didn't want to make it that type of thing. You know, when people make videos for other people or make something to like show off their reaction or I don't know, I just didn't want it to be about everyone seeing that I did this nice thing for him. If that makes sense, even though I'm talking about it right now, I didn't post the YouTube link anywhere. I really just wanted it to be for Brett. It was really just to give him that like little piece of home and make him happy. So um, and he was in his boxers when he came downstairs or not his boxers, but he sleeps in like these itty bitty rugby shorts that um, the string came out of him. So they're literally falling off of his body. So I was like, I'm not going to record you like that. But even if he wasn't wearing those, I wouldn't have done that. I just felt like I wanted him to see it. I wanted to watch his reaction. I didn't want to watch it through a phone. So came downstairs, put it on. And the video starts out with a guy from a restaurant saying like, happy 
happy birthday, Brett. And then it rolls into like his friends. And then I saved his family for the very last. And he really liked it. He watched it a couple times that day. He didn't cry like I thought he was going to, but he was still waking up like later when he watched it, he was realizing new things about it. So I was really happy that I did that for him. And I also didn't feel guilty that I bought his present last minute. I was like, now you understand why I didn't feel guilty about telling you I was going to the mall to buy your birthday present the day before your birthday because I knew I was going to be giving you this. And I feel like this is so much more important than the cologne that I bought you or the t-shirts that I bought you or the stitch fix that I bought you, you know? So, um, yeah, it is on YouTube. A couple people have asked me for the link. And of course I've sent it, but I'm not like, hello, Facebook and Instagram. Today is Brett's birthday. And I am such a nice person that I made him this video. Like, nah, you know what I mean? So I didn't post it anywhere. I've seen a lot of people that have posted videos, you know, um, like bridal showers or weddings got canceled and there's been a video made and they post it on social media. And I honestly love watching them. But for me, it just wasn't about that, which I know was pro- I know his friends were probably expecting it to be on social media. Um, something that I meant to talk about last week and I didn't because I was rushing is Kanye West or Kanye, whatever we're calling him. I literally can't believe that this guy just has the power to get people so excited about something and then let them down. And then we just continue to put trust in him. Like, did you hear that there's another listening party for, is it Donda or Donda? I haven't talked, I've specifically on the air, haven't said either. I just talked, say Kanye's album generally, because I don't know if it's Donda or Donda. Donda? I don't know what his mom's name is. I'm probably sure, pretty sure I could probably look up an interview. Anyways, it's wild to me that, He sold out an arena, stood in the center. I know this is old news. Had everyone listen to it and then didn't drop it afterwards. And then he's been living in Mercedes Benz studio in a windowless room putting the album together. Like, did he get his equipment sent there? Like, I don't understand. And so... Let's see. By the time you're listening to this, so Wednesday, tomorrow on Thursday, there's going to be a whole nother listening event. Um, Tickets were on sale for like thirty five to forty five dollars. Balenciaga is in charge of like the visuals, which means Justin Bieber is going to be walking around in ugly ass clothes. Did you see his Balenciaga picture? Like what? Did you get those clothes at Kmart? What the fuck are those? How much is that? Excuse me, what? So Balenciaga is in charge of like the visual effects or something. I don't fucking know. Kanye is going to do another listening event. And then apparently the album's going to drop right after that. But do we really think that it is? The problem is I would like to bet that it's not, but I have so much trust in him. I don't even know where this trust comes from. I have so much trust in him that I actually think that it might happen, even though deep down I I had so much trust in him last time when people were saying, I don't think it's going to come out. I was like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And what's crazy is this album was supposed to come out a year ago and it didn't come out. We all kind of forgot about it. At least I did. And now here we are again, the same old song with Kanye and Drake, too. Drake talking about certified lover boys gone. Where is it? Prove it. Because I'm done with artists talking about their music being done. You know, like just put out the album. okay? thank you. And then The Weeknd's coming out with an album. I'm pretty sure this weekend. And the thing is with The Weeknd, I used to love him so much. I just don't love him anymore. I don't like it. The little teaser video, is that supposed to get me excited? I can't even understand what the vibe is. I am excited, though, because Kanye posted a screenshot of his call log and The Weeknd was all up in there. So I really hope that The Weeknd's going to be on this new Kanye album. I hope Drake's going to be on it. I hope I heard the Post Malone's on it, which I like. I heard the little snippet of the Jay-Z song. I'm excited to hear that in full. I didn't watch the event because I thought I would be able to find it somewhere. 
And I can't. Isn't that crazy? Like, I can't find any any copies of it on YouTube. Apparently, the first event and the second event are going to be permanently on Apple after the album's release. But I get why they didn't put it up if the album wasn't going to come out, because people would have access to the songs. And, you know, people can manipulate it and make MP3s, and we wouldn't even need to have all this anticipation built up for the album. Everyone would have access to it. So yeah, another thing that I wanted to touch on last week that I didn't was my weave. So I haven't worn it in so long. I bought a brand new weave right before I started not wearing my extensions and it just hangs on my wall and I walk past it every day because you got to think before my hair was long, I put hair extensions in almost every day. So Brett, every house that we've lived in, apartment, whatever, Brett's put a little nail in the wall and then I've hung my extensions. They're on like this little on this little hanger that are made for hair extensions and they're on the nail. So I walk past them every day and I don't wear them anymore. But now I have a nail in the, like a whole ass big hole in the nail that holds up my extension. So every day I walk past my jewelry rack that's hung and then my weave on the wall. And so I just don't know what to do about that. Actually, I'm going with my friend Amanda this Friday to the Sad Summer Festival at Cal Expo, I think, like whatever Papa Murphy's Park used to be. I think it's called something else now. And so I'm excited to like go out and do something. I know it's going to be hella hot, which is the only thing that's stopping me from doing this. But I was like, maybe I'll put my hair extensions in. But then I'm like, no, bitch, isn't that crazy? I used to not step foot. I wouldn't be caught dead at a concert, at a bar, at a restaurant without my without my hair extensions in, like would not be caught dead. And now I'm like, "Mm, I'll probably be super annoyed if I have them in. Like, who am I? How did I get here? It's so crazy. The other day we were driving and Brett's like, I can't believe how long your hair is. And I'm like, I know. Right. And he was like, you should dye it purple. I'm like, what the fuck? We've been watching Love Island and there's a girl in there with purple hair, but I'm not dyeing my hair purple. I would have to bleach it. It would all fall out right when I got it to this length. And also, no, every time we walk past a girl with like a leg tattoo, he's like, you would look really good with that leg tattoo. I'm like, yes, Brett, I have an appointment for January to get another tattoo. It's probably going to be on my leg. If I can figure out what I want, I come up with the dumbest ideas. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool to get the Milky Way tattooed on my leg? So then I look up the hashtag Milky Way tattoos, can't find anything cool like there's not a lot of good things out there and then I'm like I really want to get like the silhouette of a black cat but I'm like how many black cat tattoos do I need I just don't have any good ideas so I'm really hoping that Taylor my amazing tattoo artist will have a good idea for me because I want to get my radio touched up I'm gonna get my dad's badge number added to the tattoo um, of his helmet because he was like where's my badge number and then I want to get the tattoo on my other arm covered up that says this too shall pass because it's stupid and I hate the way that it looks it was supposed to be like this super small like spread out your thumb and your pointer finger it was supposed to be small like that you know and it's this huge tattoo and I hate it and you know this too shall pass is just the most cliche thing ever so I'm also going to get that covered up and then I would like a leg tattoo but I don't know if I like a lower calf tattoo or an upper thigh tattoo I like how they look on different people I don't know. I'm so torn. And forever, I really liked like the look of a, even though I've never been on one, Brett said two years ago for my birthday that he gave me an IOU for a hot air balloon ride. Still haven't gone on that. That's okay. That's okay. People don't forget. But I'm actually scared of hot air balloons now. Like I was never scared of helicopters until there was a influx of helicopter accidents. I feel like so many people a year die on helicopter accidents. And then recently there was a hot air balloon um, accident and now I'm not interested in going on one. So Brett, you'll have to find me something else for that birthday present from two years ago. Thanks. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, I'm like scared to death of, of hot air balloons, but I'm like, I've seen some pretty cool looking hot air balloons, but like, why, why would I get that? Like, there's no meaning behind it. Do all tattoos have to have a meaning or can you just get something because it looks cool? Asking for me. Benny, (laughs) 
we we went out to dinner for Brett's birthday. For, we went out to dinner a lot last week. We went out to lunch for Brett's birthday. My brother and sister-in-law took us to dinner for Brett's birthday. And then on Saturday, we went to dinner again for Brett's birthday with my parents and my stepsister and her husband. We went to Bennett's, which used to be the Bandera. The Bandera, which used to be Banderas on Fair Oaks. And I had heard like really nothing about it. So I'd heard that the drinks are pretty good and the food was just like meh, ho-hum. So we got there and the drinks were bomb. I got three craft cocktails, took a picture of the menu. I'll throw it up at What the Chuck podcast on Instagram so you can see the cocktail menu. So good. And then we got an appetizers. We got a charcuterie board, which was really good. The cheeses that they used were bomb. We got this like shrimp, salt and pepper shrimp, which was so good. We all got our entrees. I have never seen Brett send food back. He sent his food back. We didn't have to pay for it. I ate probably three bites of mine. I got um, the ahi. It was on special and I was expecting like an ahi, like a nice patty. It tasted like a piece of halibut. Like it just was not what I was expecting. Um, My stepsister also got that. She didn't like it either. My stepsister's husband, she got he or he got chicken and ribs, which he liked, but he didn't eat much of it. And then my dad and my stepmom got some sort of fish dish on like a cream corn. My dad kind of enjoyed his. My stepmom didn't enjoy hers. It was so bad. The service was so great but I will never go back there again unless it's just to get a couple drinks and then go eat somewhere else like the food bad 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 I know there's one in Roseville as well I'm curious if they're both bad 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 I think a lot of the for me I did I wasn't a big fan of Bandera so it wasn't like I was expecting that quality in there but I just don't understand what took so long for that place to open it looks boring inside it looks bare it looks like Bandera only like more like more minimalist Like there's nothing on the walls. It's darker. Like I don't understand what took so long for that place to open. Wild to me. Not good at all. And then we came back to our house afterwards because my stepsister um, and her husband hadn't seen our house. They we got married at their house. They live like 45 minutes away, so they don't ever make it to our neck of the woods. So they came over to meet Benny and to see our house. And Benny, when we walk in the door, is super excited in his crate. And so Brett and I think it's really cute. I've taken videos of it. And so we do this thing where, where we let him out and then Ben go, Brett goes, Benny. And then I stand on the other side of the room and go, Benny. And then Brett goes, stands on the other side of the room and goes, Benny. And we do that for like 10 minutes. Well, we have now realized that that is a problem and that is contributing to why he's so pumped when people come over because we have shown him that it's, you are rewarded to be excited. So everyone came in and it he was too much for everyone. And it took forever to like get him to calm down. And they put him on a leash. Well, not they, Brett did. And my stepsister and her husband, they have dogs. They've always had dogs. And so he was like telling us what to do. And it made so much sense. But Benny was just has, the, he, we went from zero to 100. So we went from playing that game when we walk in to you're on a leash. You can't stand up. Don't be excited. And it was giving me anxiety. Like I, I really wanted to go in another room and cry because I felt really bad. And then the rest of the weekend, Brett's like, this is what we have to do to Benny. And I'm like, no, I'm like, everyone raises a dog differently. Yes, I agree that when we walk in, we shouldn't do that anymore. And we should let him out of his playpen when he he's calm, but we have to dictate how we're going to raise our dog. You know what I mean? And they also made a good point about, so we did this other thing with him where he jumps up on us and like we walk him around on his hind legs. We got to stop doing that because that teaches him it's okay to stand up on people. So we've been working on like these little things with Benny 
just to get him to be a little more well-behaved because when he's with us, he's great. He like chills. He sleeps by us. He's not hyper at all. But when other people come over, it's a lot because he's so excited. So that's what we need to work on. But also with the feeding thing. So I told you, did I tell you guys that I ended up getting kibble from Costco? And I was like convinced that this was going to be great. We got it and he doesn't like it. So we currently have three different foods in our big food food container for him. And none of, he doesn't like any of it. So Brett was like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm going to make him some chicken soup. So we looked up this recipe for dog chicken soup and he made it. And Benny, and he mixed his kibble with it. And Benny ate it up, loved it for a day. Then the next day, wouldn't eat it unless it was separated from his kibble. So we were just like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. So on Sunday... I had to go pick up flea medicine from the vet. And when I was in there, I was like, could someone call me? Um, I was like, he's not really eating. And I was like, before you say, bring him in. Like, he's not sick. Trust me. He's fine. He's just super picky. Like, we put a treat in front of him or like, you know, something else. And he is all over it. I put my hand down with his food in it and he turns his head away. But he's been eating the little sneak. He's been eating whole bowls of Chuck's food. So now we've been putting Chuck's food up and trying to get him used to getting up on like this counter to be able to eat his food um so when I was telling the vet this she was like yeah she's like well there are you know foods that we do recommend for dogs and they're veterinary approved and yada 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 they proved to be the best and so I was like okay and she was like I have this list and she was like you can just take a picture of it so I took a picture of it and at the top of the list was science diet so I get out to the car and Brett's in the in the car waiting And I was like, I just had an epiphany. And Brett's like, what? And I'm like, Benny loves Chuck's food and it's science diet. So why the flying fuck have we not tried science diet food with him? I was like, look at this list the vet just showed me. I said, science diet is literally number one. And so we go straight to Petco and we get a bag of science diet and we come home. And what do you know? Benny is eating it, but he won't eat it out of his bowl. He'll only eat it off the floor or out of my hand. And so we're like, okay, well, we're not going to get too excited because, you know, he's done this before where he likes it one day and then he doesn't like it the next. So the next day we try it. Same thing. He eats it. He doesn't like it out of his bowl, but he'll eat it out of like my hand, which I know is also a bad habit. But baby steps. We're trying to conquer one problem at a time. So then the next day, Brett brings his bowl up into the office and he eats it out of his bowl. And then today, not so much, wasn't really eating it out of his bowl. Um, But I hand fed him during one of my breaks when I was, that's what I was doing during one of my breaks, hand feeding Benny. So he likes it. And so I was like, maybe it's just the bowls on the floor. So I got him a raised bowl from Chewy. It came today. So I'm going to test that out tonight at dinner time, crossing my fingers that he's going to like it out of this because obviously we can't hand feed him forever. But he's loving the science diet. And so I cannot believe that we didn't try this sooner. Uh, Just idiot. So crossing. I don't want to jinx anything here, but I'm really crossing my fingers that he continues to like it because I'm just like, if we do go to England for Christmas, what a nightmare it's going to be if we're like, you have to mix five million ingredients in the bowl. And now the next step is we can't hand feed him anymore. But um, yeah, I'm also thinking ahead to Christmas time because I don't if we do go to England, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. Like I want to start reaching out to people now and trying to lock some dates down. But then also I don't want to like, you know, prevent someone from doing something else during that time um, because we don't end up going because we're not allowed. So um, I know that my friend Kaylin was suggesting like a couple different services that she had heard of before. And obviously everyone's heard of Rover. Well, a lot of people at least. 
Did you hear what happened? Rover's in the news in a big, big way. So this couple was on vacation and they hired someone from Rover to watch their dog while they were gone. And so the girl from Rover called and said that their dog ran away, but their dog had just had surgery. So they knew that couldn't have been true. And so then she said that she took the dog out in the car and the the dog must have escaped when the door was open and she doesn't know what happened to it. And then a good Samaritan found the dog on the highway dead on the side of the road and it was chipped or had a collar so he called and told them and so these owners like obviously reached out to rover and were like you know this woman was responsible for our dog and now our dog's dead it was on the side of the freeway she just like left it and rover's like oh we're sorry about that um we'll send you five hundred dollars to pay for the cremation they're like what the fuck so i would never in a million years even though i do know people that have use an app like that. I mean, it, we would never. I would never. I'm even apprehensive about like little doggy daycares and shit. All of it scares the living daylights out of me. I want Benny to either stay with a family member, stay with a friend, or have someone that I know stay here. And so with Christmas, even though we're in August looming, the months are going by so fast. That is like the only thing that I can think about is in December, what the hell are we going to do with Benny? So I know I've asked this before, but if anyone has any good suggestions there, and I think a lot of that is working with him and getting him to be more calm because no one's going to watch him when he's, well, he would be calm with you. It would just take like an hour. But like my sister-in-law and and my brother, I know that Benny is a lot for my brother. So right now I don't think there's a chance in hell, but if we can work on him and get him to be good boy, be he, that's what we call him. Good boy, be he. Actually, we just call him good boy, be he and boy. I'm pretty sure he only barely knows that his name is Benny. So yeah, that thing with Rover when I was reading that today gave me so much anxiety. I cannot even begin to imagine. You know what else I can't begin to imagine? The fact that Chriselle is with Jason Oppenar, Arfin Arfin, Harkin Bargain, Jason Oppen Group, whatever the fuck. I don't even know if that's the correct one. Jason and what? What's the other one? Brett. I'm pretty sure it's not Brett. I cannot believe that Chriselle is with Jason. She is so desperate to be in love that she is willing to date the Hobbit. And I'm not no knock on short people, but everything about him is so awkward and cringe. He reminds me. He reminds me of my G. He reminds me of someone that I know, but I'm not going to say who. But some of you might know someone that I know, some of someone that some of you know. I'm just going to leave it at that. He reminds me of someone that is cringe just like him. And I just do not understand how Michelle went from Justin Hartley to Keo from Dancing with the Stars to this fucking guy. And the videos that they've been posting from their vacation of him, like it's almost like he has to he's like dancing behind her. He has to like stand on his tippy toes and like get a little thrust in just to get on her level. She's cringe. He's cringe. So maybe it is a match made in heaven. Oh, but you know, she's about to get those good ass listings. Like, I just I don't know. I and I know that it's not all about looks, but his personality cannot be good. He has little man syndrome. I mean, come on. You know that type. Everyone knows a guy like him, whether you've worked with him, you've dated him, your friends dated him. Everyone knows a guy like that guy. And you do, you're not with him because you like him. You're with him because he can give you nice things. This sounds so bad. Um, not that I was ever with anyone like that. Oh, no. My personality, I could never in a million years. I can barely tolerate people that I like, let alone people that I don't like. So, um, yeah, no, not hinting at anything there. If you want to know who I'm referring to, you could just ask me. But he is, I just don't understand the relationship. 
And I don't understand what she sees in him. And I I don't understand how this is a good idea, because let's say that they do break up, even though Jason and Mary have maintained a good friendship. I just feel like Chriselle's so dramatic and I feel like it would not work well with her. Everything about her, her, I just can't. You know how I feel about her. I go so back and forth. And right now I just cannot wrap my mind around her life at all. Like, not at all. I'll post some of the screenshots just in case you happen to miss it. Actually, I'm pretty sure I already did post about this Chriselle business at What the Chuck podcast. Oh, my goodness. So when we were out at dinner over the weekend with or over the last week for Brett's birthday with my brother and his wife, we were talking about waterbeds, number one. And we were just talking about things from the past. And my brother dropped the ultimate throwback Thursday on me when he talked about Orange triaminic. Do you guys remember triaminic? I I don't know why we were talking about medicines, but triaminic used to be my jam. And I looked it up and it just brought me back. And we were also talking about waterbeds. My best friend Summer, when we were younger, she used to have a twin size waterbed and it was heated. Oh, we were talking about chapstick. That's why. So Summer and I always used to have chapstick with us at all times. And we would put it under our pillows and we would both squeeze onto this twin size heated waterbed. And with the combination of the heated waterbed, our body heat, and just like being under the pillow, the chapstick would be melted like legit all the time. And no wonder I have back problems now. I was spending the night at Summer's house every other weekend and waterbeds cannot be good for your back. Who in the world even invented waterbeds? That's what it was. I was going to look that up at dinner because I was like, who the fuck invented that? And then I didn't because I wanted it to be a surprise when I looked it up on the on the podcast. And do they still do they still exist? Who invented waterbeds? Who invented waterbeds? Let's see. Neil Arnott. No information. When was the waterbed? Inve- 1968. Charlie Hall invented the waterbed in 1968, just after the summer of love and started what became a $2 billion industry. The water-filled mattress earned a provocative reputation through its heyday in the 70s and 80s. Hmm. Interesting. So they probably don't make them anymore. I mean, why would they? A very open experimental time in San Francisco. Ooh, was this like a sex thing? Were waterbeds like a sex thing? <laughs> Gross. Now I'm thinking back to the adults waterbeds that I slept in as a child. My parents, uh, my, my dad definitely does remember these people. And so does my brother and sister. But we can't really remember like why I would have been at their house. But I vividly remember spending the night at this woman's house all the time. And it was my mom and dad's friend. And she lived like, I want to say in like Loomis or Roseville or something like that. Anyways, her name was Vicky. Can't remember her last name. Can't remember what she looked like. Anyways, she had boys that were my age or maybe a little bit older. And they she had a waterbed. And I would love spending the night over there because I could sleep in it. But if it was a sex thing, then I take it all back because that's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, triaminic, great. Wish I could taste what that tastes like. And then that that or, or that um, bubble gum, that bubble gum, that pink ear infection medicine. I don't like the taste of bubble gum, so it's shocking that I liked that. I started watching F-Boy Island over the weekend while I watched the first three episodes that are available. I had such high hopes for it, but it's not very good. There are good things about it, but there is like a good solid 30 minutes of the show that's not good. So I just tune out and get on my phone and then I watch the end. I really just like when they reveal if they're a good guy or an F-Boy. Um, but otherwise it's just not that good. One of the girls, so it's three girls and 24 guys and half of them are nice guys and half of them are F boys. And so the three girls, one of them has a great personality. The other two are duds. And then the guys, some of them are interesting, but most of them are not. And then at the end of each episode, they vote a guy off. Each girl votes one guy off. 
And then they come forward and they say if they're a nice guy or an F boy. And so the nice guys get to go to this big mansion and the F boys get to go to like some shack that they clearly don't stay in. I just feel like it's overproduced. So the F boys go to the shack. Why they don't just go home is beyond me. Like, are they going to bring them back? I don't understand. They go to this like little shack and they're allegedly sleeping in there, but it's so clear that they're not. And then anytime new guys come in, they have to act like they've been staying in there with no showers, no toilets. It's just it's fucking stupid. And one of the guys like one of the big producers that was on The Bachelor Forever, Elon, he's a producer on this show. So I'm like, dude, I had high hopes just because your name was associated with it. And it's just not that good. I hope that it gets better with time. I will say, though, Nikki Glaser is the host and she makes it so funny and it's not like a it's not like a rehearsed sarcastic type of hosting she's just honestly being herself and she's telling these like witty sarcastic jokes and it really works and it makes the time go by and it just like I don't know not makes the time go by because I guess you don't want that during a show but honestly that's kind of how bad the show is and I'm like okay when is when are we going to get to the end obviously I'm aware that I could fast forward but I don't want to miss anything so I like halfway listen to the episode if you haven't watched it yet mm. I don't know, 510 recommend. Also, when Brett got his new phone, he had to go get his phone covered again at that little kiosk in the middle of the mall. If you don't know about that, my dad has been spending like $50 on glass phone covers, like, you know, a little shield that goes over your case. And it is not even half as good as this little kiosk in the middle of the mall. It's right outside of the Apple store. This guy, he owns it. We've gone to him for all of our products and he wraps it with like this clear coating, like this synthetic coating. And it's so good that during a demo, he'll take a hammer to the phone and the phone will not break like it's titanium it's so good and so we went there the other day to get our phones um or to get bronze 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 phones covered brett's phone covered and then our apple watch is covered which is a great idea and while we were standing out there i was like i really need to go to sephora because i've been trying to do my makeup you guys and it looks so bad like i just wear a a tint a bb cream or like a tinted moisturizer but my skin has been looking so cakey and then i watch these videos on tiktok they're like this is how everyone did their makeup in 2016 and i'm like cool that's still how i do my makeup I do the foundation. I do the triangle under my eyes. I'm like, what? How? So, okay, so if that's not how we're doing it, how are we doing it? Inquiring minds need to know. So I walked into Sephora and I was like, I really just need a new foundation. That's not going to look cakey on my skin. So I got the Mars or the NARS, just like a tinted moisturizer or yeah, a tinted moisturizer. I have something in my teeth, which is alarming because I haven't eaten since 1030 when my lunch break was. So yikes. Um, Still not wearing my Invisalign. <laughs> so I got the Mars or the NARS or whatever. And then I got a b- beauty blender, which I have knockoff versions. But I was like, OK, so how do I use this thing? And she was like, OK, put your makeup on with your brush and then get this wet and then blend it out. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So wish me luck because I'm going to do my makeup for the first time on Friday. And I'm really hoping that I can blend it out. But I just need to know what should I be doing to my face? I use a primer. I use like a little brush to put my foundation on. What type of powder should I be using? Do people not use powder anymore? What do I set it with? Do I, I have a, a clear setting powder, clear white? Do I use that? I honestly have no clue. Send help. I need it. I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to have a bomb makeup day. I feel like my makeup looks like shit because I don't know what I'm doing. That's another reason I'm getting my brows laminated again. I'm getting it done next Wednesday and I literally cannot wait um, because I feel like it just adds so much to my look. Like right now... I don't know what to do with my eyebrows. It's like getting lashes and then getting them taken off. It's like your whole world is upside down. That's how I feel about brow lamination. Ever since that wore off, I'm like, oh, my God, I look like Shrek. It's so bad. Another thing that I'm excited about that's happening tomorrow. 
Wednesday when this episode drops is it's my day off, right? So you remember um, Danny from Bar Bliss who did the amazing cocktails for my birthday. Well, she is releasing a new menu and I'm going over to her house. She lives just a couple blocks away from me to do a menu taste test. And I've literally never been so excited in my whole entire life. Um, Yeah, so excited to do that tomorrow afternoon. So yeah, I'll definitely let you guys know what kind of drinks she has on the menu and what I taste and test and oh I'm just really excited to have something like that on my plan for tomorrow um you know what was on Brett's plan for this week (laughs) Brett has had it in his head for like two weeks that he's gonna do a fast he um he is so of such a fad guy um he sees like trends and he's like I'm gonna do this and I'm like okay Brett but it's not sustainable there's no point in doing it so he one of his friends did a water fast for three days and lost a stone which is like 14 pounds it's how they measure weight in England And so Brett was going to do this water fast. And I was like, it's so pointless. I said, because once you do it and then let's say you lose that, once you eat something, it's going to come right back. I'm like, I just don't see the point in putting putting yourself through that torture. We both want to lose weight. So we just need to do it the sustainable way. And that's just finding something that works for us, being better about it. Um, I would like to get a sit stand desk so I'm not sitting all day. There's just other things that we can do besides water fasting. You know, it's just not not stupid. But Brett was convinced that he was going to do it the day after his birthday thing a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah, okay, that's not going to happen. And then this week he um, was starting it on Sunday. And I was like, okay. He kept saying like, oh, you'll have to figure out what you're doing for dinner because I'm not going to be fasting tomorrow night. And so um, I was like, yeah, okay, you're not going to make it. I I told him that he wasn't going to make it even half of a day. And boy, was I right. So he started on Sunday night. And then by lunchtime Monday, he was like, I can't do this. You were right. And I was like, I know I was right. There's no way in hell you would be able to do a freaking water fast. So here I was yesterday thawing salmon for my dinner last night. And then I Brett's like, what am I going to do for dinner? I was like, well, you were just going to be drinking water. So now that you're not doing that anymore and you're back to life, back to reality, um, you can figure it out because you ain't going to be just drinking water and not having anything because I knew you were never going to make it. It's just crazy. So that lasted a whole, I don't know. I guess he did last half a day, technically. But he didn't go any longer than he normally. I'm just crunching ice in your ear. He didn't go any longer than he normally goes like between a meal. If we like go a really long time without a meal, which we did over the weekend because our meal was so bad. Normally on the weekends, especially on like his birthday weekend, we would be like eating all the things. But we didn't this weekend because we were getting all the disappointments. I felt so bad, too, because my dad... My dad was so excited to take us to Bennett's and to take us out for dinner. And then he ended up tweeting afterwards. Let me read you his tweet. Poor guy. He put out a tweet. Um, and, and I explained to him a while ago that you can complain on Twitter, which is why he got it. But the problem is that he doesn't know how to at people. So he just tweets things and they're never going to see it because he doesn't at them. So his tweet said, went to Bennett's American Cooking, Sacramento, with my family to celebrate a birthday Saturday evening. Service was great. Food preparation needs a lot of work. Lasagna that couldn't be cut with the knife burnt toast only one meal out of six was appreciated very disappointed so I boosted him up a little bit and I you know quoted the tweet and said the drinks were good that's about it but I also didn't at them because I didn't want that smoke I don't even I just I'll, I'll never go again it wasn't on my credit card so you know whatever if, if anything I didn't eat my calories like I normally do over the weekend which is half of our problem Brett and I eat so well during the week like I'm telling you our problem is the weekends and we just can't get it under control Sunday morning I woke up and Brett did drink on Saturday night because it was his birthday celebration. I had three drinks at dinner and then half a beer when we got home. I just was not in the mood. 
I was fine on Sunday morning. Brett was not. And so Brett goes out first thing and gets Noah's bagels because that's been our latest vice, which is so bad. So Brett wakes me up in bed and he has two bagels on my plate. I'm like, I do not need two bagels. I don't even need one bagel. I don't even need, a, even need a half of a bagel. Why are there two bagels on my plate? So I just ate one bagel and then left the rest. And God willing, someone in this house ate it, probably Brett. But it's just the weekends that kill us because we're just like so addicted to going to restaurants and eating good food. And it's a serious fucking problem. I was laying in bed Sunday night and I couldn't sleep because Brett actually let me sleep till, sleep till like 930 on Sunday. So I was in bed like I'm this week. I'm really going to be better. Like I need to like force myself to just get on the Peloton or go on a walk and just not get crazy on the weekends. But it's so hard then once the weekends roll around, like for instance, this Friday, going to be going to that sad summer thing with Amanda. So I probably won't eat dinner on Friday night. And it's not that not eating dinner is, you know, whatever. My friend Amanda is going to be in town all weekend. So Saturday we were going to go to the skating rink and then we were going to go to that new rock and brews. And then Sunday, I don't know, we'll probably be hungover. Oh, no, that's that's a lie. We won't be hungover this weekend. Amanda's not a big drinker, which I like. And also Brett's on call. So we won't be drinking, which is good. That normally prevents us from eating a ton. But we're going to be out and about and doing things. And I'm just like, if we just weren't if we weren't like out doing things then maybe we could stay home and make nice meals. But also I just need better ideas for making nice meals. I need to get on healthy TikTok and get some good dinner ideas. Like today, Brett came into the office and was like, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? I'm like, I don't know. Our whole week's fucked because you were going to be fasting. And so we didn't plan our dinners. And he was like, well, I could go get chicken and we can make chicken salad. I'm like, I'm so sick of eating chicken salads. I just I don't want to eat a chicken salad and so it's like what else are we going to make and so of course we landed on a taco salad so that's what we're having a fucking taco salad I'm just sick of eating the same things but I'm no cook so I don't know what to make I feel like I've spent a lot of time on this topic let's talk about the bachelorette holy shit that episode last night I was like not really into her hometown with Blake because I don't like Blake at all. I don't like his rolled up cuff jeans. I don't like his mom in her fucking collar popped white shirt. I just don't. I don't like any of it. Everyone was talking about how her or no, Katie tweeted. You thought um, Blake's sister was brutal. Wait until the finale. And I missed what Blake's sister said. Like I was so tuned out. It's not even funny. And then for Justin, I was more tuned in, but I just don't. I can't invest myself in that relationship because he is there by because Michael wasn't. I mean, he he wasn't. There's no way he was going to make it to hometowns. We barely even saw them together. While I do like him and I do think that they could potentially have chemistry, there is no chance that it's him at the end. Like we've barely seen them together. She knows nothing about him. They don't have that connection. So I was only somewhat focused on that. And then the fact that his parents couldn't be there, I was like annoyed that I had to watch him sit there with his friends. I just felt like he kind of got the easy way out on that because everyone's so nervous to introduce the bachelorette or the bachelor to their parents because parents are typically very disapproving of this process and of how fast it is and just like, you know, everything about it. And in this case, not only did Katie know she wasn't going to be grilled, but Justin was just talking so freely with his friends, like almost you know, you're introducing your significant other to your friends for the first time and you're being like over the top and like telling stories and like acting like cool guy. And I felt like that was the vibe that I was getting. So I also checked out of that date and I was like, well, this this episode's going to be stupid. But I was also seeing on Twitter that something was coming and it there was no way that you could spoil what was coming. There was no way. 
And once it started happening, I was like, okay, now I'm understanding. And then once it happened, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. So first of all, the producers very clearly let Greg see part of Katie's date with Blake. Like that was no accident. Oh, um, Greg accidentally stumbled upon a portion of their of their date. That doesn't happen. That was on purpose. So that's fucked up. Number one. And then here he is in his head, you know, worrying and overthinking. And then they have their date, which is so great. Their dates are always so good. And I always get such a good vibe from him. Like he seems like the most genuine guy ever. Polar opposite of Blake. Although I do think Justin is is a good guy, too, and definitely genuine. Just polar opposite of Blake. I don't trust Blake. Right. So then we get to the to the portion of the date where he's where Katie's meeting the family and she meets the mom and the brother who looks nothing like Greg. I feel like the siblings are wild cards, like none of them look like each other. And how many fuck nieces and nephews does he have? Jesus Christ. So we get to that. And I got to be honest, I kind of tuned out of all that, too, because I've just like I'm just over all the conversations that I've heard a million times. And then. I get to the point where Greg is telling and is doing the interview about how he needs to hear it from Katie, how she feels. But I had already heard Katie tell all of the other families that she wasn't going to be telling anyone that she loved them. So then Greg sits down and like pours his heart out to her and says that he's in love with her. And she is looking at him and he's like, what? And she's like, I just like your face. Bitch, what? You like his face? That's all you could come up with? Like, I get it. There are so many different sides to how I feel about this. There's so many valid opinions out there. And I really teetered with how I felt. At first, I was like, Katie, you're sitting here saying, just hold out till the end. You trust me, right? Like, you're basically saying to him, Greg, you're going to win. I just need you to hold on. And Greg is basically saying, it's not about the contest for me. If you're in love with me, just tell me and let's just be together. Like he wanted her to hop a fence like Colton to call things off like Claire. He knows that that's been done in the franchise. So in his eyes, if she's so over the moon for him, then why can't she do the same? If she knows that it's him at the end, then why isn't she just calling it now? But it's the way that he went about it and the way that he worded it that felt very manipulating and I feel like Katie wasn't understanding where he was coming from because he wasn't verbalizing it well that night even when they were like in the shadows and the cameras were picking up their conversation he was like I'm just so confused and she was like I don't understand like I felt like in her head she was very clearly saying it's gonna be you at the end I just need you to hold on and he was very clearly saying in his head I just need you to tell me that it's me and I need this to be done or I need you to tell me how you're feeling flat out. I need to hear the words. I love you. But none of those things were coming across clearly from either of them. So then the date ends, right? And then the next day, Greg shows up at her room. And anytime a guy has showed up at her room this season, it has not ended well. So he shows up and holy shit, the amount of gaslighting that was happening. And I was seeing two different sides of Twitter. People saying... Like, surprisingly, Nick Va- Nick Vial or Va- Nick Vale, whatever the fuck his name is, was in support of Greg, basically saying that he was showing his emotions and now he's under fire from Twitter and the public for, you know, f- telling everyone how he feels. There were people saying that Greg was acting. Let me tell you, you can't act those tears and you can't act that level of spiraling. He was spiraling. And then it got to the point where... He didn't even want to hear what Katie had to say. Like he was just done. He was saying like flat out, 
you are not being you. And because you're not being you, I can't even take you seriously. Basically, she was still treating it like a contest and he was treating it like real life. And he was like, you what I saw last night was not you. And so what that says to me is if they're going to be out here in the real world and if he is like feeling like she's not being her true, honest, authentic self, or maybe he's just not being how she or how he wants her to be, then he's going to fly off the fucking handle because how he acted was manipulation. He was not being clear with his words. He was attacking her and making her or feel like she had done something wrong. All he needed to say was like, I need to hear from you that I love you. And if you can't tell me that, then I'm done. But instead, what he was saying is you, I poured my heart out to you. You didn't reciprocate, reciprocate. You didn't act like you. Um, You didn't give me anything back. I can't do this with you anymore because you aren't you. And then that was it. He walked out and she followed him. And then he like got his demeanor changed even more. Like there was nothing that she couldn't do that she could do. I even think in that moment, if she would have said, "Okay, I'm done, even though she basically did, she said, I've told you multiple times that I would not do this without you. And that still wasn't enough for him. He still was like, I'm so confused. I can't do this anymore. You're not being you. And so he walks away pissed. And then she walks away pissed and Caitlin comes and she says, book, you know, book my flight home. And what's interesting is, you know, normally before the season starts, we see a little clip of the finale of her in a dress and someone getting out of the limo. We see a clip. We have not seen that clip, which tells me that that it doesn't happen. We don't get to that point. But I also feel like she is in love. And I was thinking, okay, obviously next episode, Greg's going to come back. But Katie posted a whole thread about gaslighting last night. And something tells me Greg ain't coming back. And also, people have been attacking him on Twitter with all their opinions. There's lots of opinions about what Greg did. And one of his best friends came to his defense and said, I've never seen him so distraught than he was when when he came home. He was crying for days. So he definitely full-blown went home. So there is a rumor going around because Katie posted a picture in her lingerie over the weekend and Mike, Michael, Michael that we love posted, um, I wish I could say what I want to or something like that. And then the comment was deleted. So people are kind of speculating that it could possibly be him, him. I don't know. But what I can't wait to find out is what happens between Katie and Greg when they do have a conversation now that Katie's had a chance to watch it back and watch his interviews and watch where he was coming from and kind of address him because I know she's going to address him. I know she's going to say what she needs to say. It's going to come out flawlessly. It's going to make so much sense. It just sucks because Greg was really the front runner for me. But I just feel like there is something wrong with him and he proved why he's not in a relationship. I feel bad saying something wrong with him. I don't want to say that, but he is obviously emotionally unstable and not ready for a marriage. And I mean, I don't blame him for not being able to handle the process of The Bachelorette. I mean, not a lot of people could. I just think that the way that he handled it and the point that he got to and what broke him initially or in the end was the way that it just happened was very confusing. So let me just read a couple things here. I'm going to read a couple posts, a couple screenshots, a couple text messages. So um, someone texted me this. I'm very angry with Greg and how he's handling this, almost like he wanted a way out and locked onto the first thing. He's being super selfish. I think that if he never saw her with Blake on their date, it would have it wouldn't have gotten to his head. But also she should just tell him how she feels and stop trying to be diplomatic. Maybe it really isn't him because she would have just broken the rules and done what she wanted. So she's either really not in love with him or she's being super stubborn. 
And that's another thing. If it was definitely him at the end, why didn't she just say that? Like, did she want to get did like obviously her and Blake only have sexual chemistry. So does she just want to go through the overnights? I know that sex is super important to her. So was she waiting to sleep with all of them? Because that's going to play such a huge factor. Like, I honestly just don't understand why she didn't just say, OK, well, then it's going to be you. Another text is um, that's not for me. It was posted on a social media account. My understanding is she basically told him he will be the winner. And he's like, if you already know, then why wait? Because then I kind of get it. She's prioritizing the show over them starting their relationship and potentially hooking up with other dudes in the process, which I also get. And then here's the tweet that I was talking about. So Reality Steve tweeted the victim, the victim gang the victim game Greg is playing isn't working at all, and we haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet, which makes me think there is definitely more coming with Greg. But then his friend quote tweeted and said, the victim gang game, why can't I say the victim game? That was the most vulnerable I've ever seen a man speak in my entire life. I've ever seen a man speak in my entire my entire life. And the response was, I just like looking at you. I watch this man cry every day when he got home. He was broken. Oh, goodness gracious. But then... Katie tweeted last night, if you think Blake's sister is brutally honest, just wait until the season finale. And someone said, um, Katie, stop spoiling it. And Katie said, we all know there's a finale. Shit is about to get real. So that has me questioning what's going to happen. I honestly don't think that she's going to end up with Greg. I haven't checked Greg Greg's Instagram today to see if he said anything. I honestly don't think that he's the type. But I just feel like he looked really bad in America's eyes last night, which also fuck America. Who cares? But I just think that last night when I was watching him I was like holy shit I cannot believe this is happening but then I also see the other side of it but I more so feel like he was in the wrong do we feel like he was in the wrong how do we feel about last night's episode okay my friend Ellie last week said that my episode was extremely short it was only 36 minutes long I think that I have definitely made up for it this week thanks for being here thanks for listening um please rate review subscribe tell a friend follow me on instagram at what the chuck podcast and I'll catch you next week don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.